Yesterday was the 8th of June, a date which shall live in infamy. Date under which Joseph Robinette Biden is going to go down in history as using the power of the federal government and his Department of Injustice and then using and abusing his office. He should be impeached immediately for this to personally and slanderously attack in an attempt to vanquish. Make no mistake about it. The death penalty is what they ultimately seek. The punishment for sedition can be meted out in jail times and fines. This is true, but in some cases, depending on which of the acts that they go after Trump on, sedition can also be punished by death. It's, it, it, sedition is similar to treason. So understand what's in play here. This is Biden's doing. He's got a guilty conscience about it, too, because somebody asked him about it. Hey, Bob, me and Popcorn never made any decision to go after a political opponent. So I have to spend the first couple of moments of this broadcast here today to try to explain something to the wonderful listening and viewing audience. If you're watching this on Rumble, don't plan to tune out for a couple of minutes, because if you miss the end of this, then you're not going to understand why this is or why this matters. To quote Wallace Shawn from My Dinner with Andre, oh, well, 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 why, why is that? Why is that? Well, I'm going to tell you why it is. The Attorney General of the United States does not exist in the United States Constitution. Here's a trivia question for you. For the local pettifoggers 476, who was the first Attorney General of the United States? Your time starts now, Roger. Best of luck. I'll tell you in a couple of minutes. George Washington was advised that he needed an attorney general. Because as soon as the Constitution went into effect and the Congress convened and he was elected and he took power and they started writing rules and regulations, the people in the state legislatures and the states went, row Raggy, what did we do? <laughs> what is this beast that we have created that we call this new general government of the United States. So as, as soon as the enterprise, got, as a matter of fact, if you go read the first day, well, don't go read the first day, read the second day. The second day of debate in the, in the, in the first House of Representatives, you'll see it descends into an argument. It descends into chaos. So Washington is advised that he should appoint someone as an attorney general. And someone basically to represent him and the executive branch of the government and then also to provide some executive leadership to the Department of Injustice, which had to be formed. And so he appointed Edmund Randolph. Randolph was either the governor, or I forget whether or not he was still governor, or recently had uh, served out his term as governor of the state of Virginia. So Edmund Randolph was the first attorney general of the United States. But understand this, there does not have to be an attorney general. Well, why is that, TKD? Well, there also doesn't have to be a secretary of the treasury. There doesn't have to be a secretary of state. There doesn't have to be a Babadook Buttigieg. You do not have to have a transportation secretary. None of this stuff is written into the Constitution or into law, for that matter. 
The president could abolish the EPA tomorrow morning going, like, I'm just not going to appoint a director. It's an agency that Congress created. They give me the power to, to, to appoint a director. Well, I'm going to fire the one that's in there now. I'm not going to appoint a new one. If Congress thinks that they can run it, well, then go ahead and do it. But we're not going, we're washing our hands of it. Oh, you're all fired. They can fire them all. Now, they don't do these things because, you see, our majestic federal government does so much good for so many people. That if you were to send these people back into productive society and living and leading productive lives, why? Yeah, good stuff might happen. We don't want that to happen. This continent sucks. And it needs to remain sucking. Yeah, and I really mean that. Not the people. But this continent under this general government, well, yeah, a lot of the people do suck. <laughs> Maggie goes, hey, hey, wait a minute. The people do suck. Yeah, that's right. They suck. suck, 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 suck. That's right. They suck. But I want to drill down and focus in on just the, the Attorney General of the United States. He is wielding an authority and a power that belongs to the president. If you don't understand this, call me right now, and I will explain it to you. If this isn't simple enough, I'll just keep breaking it down until everyone gets it. Well, why is this important? Well, we're going to play you a digital media file where Biden's going to deny that he had anything to do. Here, play it. Let's get it out of the way. Digital media file number three. He's going to deny that he has anything to do with the persecution and the attempt to hang. That's, the, that's how they would. Uh, how was Timothy McVeigh executed? I think he was the last one that was executed by the federalities. Did they, did they lethally juice him or electrocute him? I don't remember. Uh, that's what they want for Trump. They want to kill him. Understand here, they want him swinging at the end of a rope. He invaded their little party. He wasn't invited. And now he's trying to get back in, and they're not going to let him. So here, here is the guilt, guilt, guilty as charged regime le leader who's going to project, no, 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 I didn't have anything to do with this, but I'm going to prove to you that he had everything to do with it. Because you notice I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. You're a crook. You're a criminal. There's actionable intelligence out there. There's all this, like, evidence and stuff right now that you directly, sir, took a $5 million bribe from a Ukrainian oligarch. You're not innocent. You're not honest. That's, this is what we call projection. And he did the finger pointing. I want you to listen to me. Uh, I stayed up late last night working on my State of the Union speech. I'm a little bit tired. But I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. I never lied, not a single time, never. Okay, was any of that true? No, it wasn't. Did he lie? Yes. Did he have relations? Yes. People go, he was never convicted. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. The American Bar Association barred his ass for perjury, for committing perjury. Yes, he was. They didn't bring him into a court of law, but Paula Jones in that deposition proved that he lied. 
And the American Bar Association, which still had some ethics at, at the time, went, dude, we, you can't keep practicing law. They stripped him of his law license. So here's Biden going, I don't want you to listen to me, corn pop. I never, ever used the Justice Department. Your attorney gen general, who works for you, and is you. Sorry, no, you're not getting away with this. The American people, she assertions out there, need to want, all of MAGA America needs to understand. I wish Trump would go out there and explain this to him, because then there truly, I believe, would be somewhat of a revolt. Because if Trump were to go out there and go, let me tell you that when Bill Barr was in the attorney general's office, I told Bill, Bill, you work for me. It's my authority. I'm granting it to you. And I don't like what you're doing with it. Remember, Trump fired Jeff Sessions. Why? Because Sessions wasn't doing what he wanted him to do. Sessions gave way too much ground to his old buddies in the Democrat Party and the deep state. And Trump said, you're done. Get out. Merrick Garland is discharging a power that belongs to Joseph Robinette Biden or whoever is the president of the United States. Attorney generals don't just have their own authority. Now, in a state like here in Louisiana, the AG is elected. But note in Florida that Ron DeSantis fired his AG. He whacked her. <laughs> so in some states, it's the same. The AG serves at the behest or at the pleasure, if you will, of the executive. In the United States system, the attorney general does not have to exist. Therefore, it's a cabinet position that's created by the executive. Any cabinet position that is created by the executive directly is, is directly discharging a power or an authority. You can argue whether or not this authority ought to exist constitutionally or not. That's another argument, different day, different, different bat, dude time, different dude channel. But that secretary is discharging a power that is assigned and belongs to the president. So for Biden to sit out there and go, like, I want you to listen to me, Bob. I had nothing. I've never told. Merrick Garland can't do anything without your permission. Whether he asks you for it or not, if you hear about it after the fact and you don't do something about it, well, then you gave him your your permission. It's, just, it's as simple as this. Just like, and, and many people got this when Obama was president because Eric Holder was abusing his law. He so abused his office. And I want to say that Obama was actually asked about this a time or two. And Obama responded, but the attorney general's doing a good job. He's defending the rule of law. This is the lie that the Democrat Party and its accolades are out there defending now. No, he's just defending the rule of law. Well, how come the law doesn't apply to Clinton? The Clintons took hundreds of boxes out of the White House. Some people, uh, there, there, there is evidence that some of those boxes that the National Archives still don't know where they are. Why ain't he under indictment? We know that dear leader, Chairman Mao Obama, has 
hundreds of boxes of stuff that was scurried out of the uh, out of the uh, out of, out of the, the the White House. Don't ever forget the stuff that Bill Clinton forgot to steal. He sent Sandy Burglar back into the National Archives to go heist it. These people act as if they, they like they're little they they're, uh, they're little choir boys who are draped in white robes, and that Trump's the only one that's ever done this. It's just not true. What is true, for the first time in American history, these bastards, this really pisses me off, folks. It really does. I'll piss you off, too. For the first time in American history, these, these people who have ruined the lives of thousands of people over January 6th, most of them were like January 6th tourists, have ruined their lives, have cost families tens, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. People have been locked up in prisons, given no habeas corpus, weren't even given the phone call. But they act as though we're defending this is about the rule of law. Well, if it's about the rule of law, then where's the indictment on Hunter Biden? Hmm? Jordan Board puts this in uh, the in, in, in the, the best perspective. I think there's just one paragraph in here that, that where she said, "Oh yeah, it's about the rule of law." Well then, well, then why hasn't this happened? Biden's DOJ says that this is about preserving the rule of law. Yet, if the Democrats truly value the rule of law, illegal border crossers. Okay, where's the rule of law? And allowing over five, six million, nobody knows the number. It's in the millions now. If illegals to cross our border without any prosecution, without any, they're not even, many, most of them aren't even recorded anymore. Where's the rule of law there? Illegal border crossers, Russia hoaxers. Hey, what about Jeffrey Epstein's clients? How come the rule of law doesn't apply to those that we know were on Pedo Island and were committing sex crimes? Pro-abortion vandals. Where's the rule of law that applies to the people that have vandalized pro-life cent women, women's centers? And it's not just one or two. There are dozens of these. Where, where's the rule of law? Rioters. Where's the rule of law for those that were rioting and burnt down Kenosha, that burnt down Minneapolis, and all the other places after St. George Floyd, Floyd's death? And the people who run corrupt government agencies like the Department of Injustice, where's the rule of law against the FBI and Peter Strzok? That is a direct, that's a crime. What Strzok did was a crime. The NSA, the Manhattan DA's office, where's the rule of law there? These people are the ones that ought to be standing in line to be judged by a jury of their peers. Instead, they've lined up and they've teed up Donald John Trump. This is regime leader Biden's, and this is so petty. It's so like him because he is such an insignificant flea of a man and a, an absolute reprehensible disgrace as a human being and as a Roman Catholic. This is just like him, Petty Joe. Send some big, bad, law-swinging Big, bad law, big, bad law-quoting and law-enforcing goon, like this Smith character, to secretly convene grand juries in Miami 
and then pass an indictment down against your biggest political foe. You know what the greatest irony of all freaking ironies of this is? Why did they indict? Why did Shrieker Pelosi, why did she go after and seek an impeachment of Trump in 2019? We all sat here and were subjected to this crap, this impeachment hearing, this trial. For four days, they got to sit up there and impeach Trump and yell at him and scream at him and, and, and just, just make up. They just made stuff up. But what was, the, what was the primary driving force behind why Trump had to be impeached? Remember the sea hag sitting up there and saying this? Remember Hakeem Jeffries in there bloviating on him and Dan Rotten, fat rot, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, fat Jerry Nadler and the rest of them. What did they keep saying over and over and over again? This is about our precious democracy. That Trump was trying to take Biden out. By conspiring with the Ukrainians to dig up dirt on a political rival. Don't ever forget that. It was said over and over and over and over again. Trump, is he abused his office because he knew that Biden was going to beat him in 2020. And he tried to use his office as president to get rid of his political rival. Go look it up. Don't take my word for it. Go read the transcripts. You probably can find most, many of the, of the uh, harangues on you, boob. All about Trump abusing his office against a political rival. That was the charge. Go back and look at the impeachment charge. That was the charge. That's what the Senate, that's what the Senate voted to acquit on. And here is regime leader Biden now in the first time in the history of the United States. Why do they indict all these people and harass and ruin the lives of tens of thousands or thousands upon thousands of people and are still trying to ruin them for the January 6th for the riot, the insurrection? Why? Because they said that they were trying to interfere in the peaceful exchange or the peaceful change of power. They're still going to indict Trump. I think they're still going to do it. They're going to get. They're going to. They're going to invoke the Sedition Act. Either the Alien and Sedition Act of 1798 or the Sedition Act of 1917, 16. What's the charge? He obstructed justice. He obstructed the peaceful transfer of power. Isn't that what Biden's trying to do? Isn't the regime trying to see to it that there is no peaceful exchange of power? In doing so, though, and in crossing this Rubicon here, you know, Joseph Robinette Biden now gets to go down in the history books because then he is going to go down in the history books. He's going to be the one that is the Julius Caesar of the United States because the Rubicon has now been crossed. Julie Kelly has a, she's really brilliant, and she has an amazing, she's an amazing, an ability to cut through all this. Her essay at amgreatness.com today is just, it's worthy of reading, because she puts it all, I think, in the proper perspective. And at the end of the essay, she says, but just understand this, this grand jury hasn't, they're not going anywhere. They are still going to be fed 
more and more evidence and more and more charges until they return, until they go and vote and they return an indictment against Trump for sedition, obstructing justice, interfering in the peaceful exchange of power, the whole thing that Biden is actually doing today. It's projections, what it is. But they're going after who is now a private American citizen. He is not a. He's not the president. He is. He doesn't have any emolument or entitlement other than what you and I have. He may get some some top top secret briefings from time to time because he is an ex executive. But he doesn't have any authority other than what you and I have. They can do this to him. They can do it to you. I was watching a TV show uh, documentary about a court case that it was the strange case of Natalia Grace, or the curious, curious case of Natalia Grace. It's an interesting little, it, it, it kind of devolves into just silliness and sadness at the end, but the, the setup is, is, is intriguing. But in any event, the, the guy that's defending this, this goon of a man tells him uh, from these charges that he abandoned his child, tells him, you know that 95% of juries convict. 95% of juries convict? We lead the world in that category, don't we? Number of citizens incarcerated per capita. Kind of makes sense now. Julie Kelly. Trump has been indicted in the district court in Miami on federal... Uh, Federal counts stemming from special counsel Jack Smith's month-long investigation into Trump's handling of classified documents. They're going to allege that he was careless with these documents because he was selling them to the Russians. Watch. That's going to be the charge. Russia, Russia, Russia. He was, he was somehow trying to get them into the hands of Putin. Our biggest enemy in the world. The indictment represents the first time in U.S. history a, a former president will face criminal charges. First time. I wonder when the, my headline or your headline is going to be written that the indictment represents the first time, time that a U.S. citizen faced criminal charges for attending a campaign rally. That a U.S. citizen faces cre federal criminal charges because he made a contribution to a to a candidate for a federal office. You know, I played that clip from DeSantis yesterday talking about how as governor of Florida, he wants to form this kind of association of states where they agree on a, a method to train law enforcement and national guardsmen to do what? Enforce immigration laws because the Biden regime is not going to do it. And I'm listening to this and we played the clip yesterday and I'm going like, just form a new union, dude. You and Trump can battle it out for president of the new confederacy. Where's BK in Michigan when I see them? The deed, the deed, the deed. Yes, 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 do it. Trump says he will turn himself in at 3 p.m. Tuesday afternoon in Miami. Uh, exact charges are unclear. The New Teetland Times reports that the former president faces seven counts. How many counts did Fat Alvin? How, how many counts did Fat Alvin get him on? Thirty-two. 
She's almost to 40 now. Hey, Donald, 40 is a good number. <laughs> it's a biblical number. The charges potentially include obstruction of justice, conspiracy, and unlawful retention of classified material. How does the president of the United States, who's at the top of the federal magistracy, as the founding fathers would have called it, how is there documents that the president, the chief executive officer of the United States, is not privy to see? And how did that come about? How did that happen? Can someone explain this to me? Because I'd like to know. You know, Trump kept claiming executive privilege, executive privilege. Usually executive privilege, especially in cases like this, is granted. They don't even ask the question. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yes, Mr. President. But Trump kept getting th uh, uh, thrust in front of the same judge. This wretched appointee of Barack Hussein Obama named Beryl Howell. Here's a coincidence for you. Every single one, all the proud boys, all the people of any stature or reputation that had been convicted on January 6th conspiracy charges were all tried by Beryl Howell. Gee, you might think that something's rigged here. It might, it, it might seem to casual outside observers in other countries. Like, decks are being stacked against citizens here. I wasn't around in 1917 when Lenin and the Bol and the, uh, the Bolsheviks went to war against the Mensheviks. We know who ultimately won, and the Red Revolution was o was on. You know what the end result was? You know what the Bolsheviks did after they vanquished the Mensheviks? They started killing all of them. No, oh, miniature's playing. That can't happen here, Marwa. This is Marwa. You don't think the people that are capable of mutilating nine-year-old children with scalpels and with injecting them with the most heinous variety of concoctions of steroids that are illegal, if you stick them in Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens's butt, they get kicked out of Major League Baseball for life and get dragged and keel-hauled in front of Congress, stick it in the arm or into the gullet of a nine- or a ten-year-old child, and you're a medical hero all of a sudden. Is any of this making sense and ringing with you people? Especially those of you that are watching this at home and maybe watching this after the fact. This isn't romper room game time anymore. These people are playing for keeps. They want Donald John Trump swinging at the end of a rope. Now, regardless of what you think about Trump forever or whatever offense it was that he made you a never-Trumper, whether he's the father of the vaccine or whatever, if they can do it to him, then they can do it to you. And they can do it to your governor. You're, you, you don't think Ron DeSantis is watching this going, ruh row Raggy. If they can do it to the former president, why can't they do it to me, Ron DeSantis? Ron DeSantis bucks these... These creeps just as badly, but he's still in office as Trump did, but Trump really can't any longer. This is the Manchevik Bolshevik moment here, folks. This is Caesar on the, he's going to cross that creek called the Rubicon. He's going to invade Gaul. Biden has told Garland and Smith and the rest of the goons and the rest of the deep state. Cross the Rubicon, bub. Me and popcorn are behind you. Nothing good is going to become of this. Nothing good is, become, is going to become of a 2024 campaign that is already going to be mired in controversy. It's going to have an asterisk by it. Wouldn't we just be better off 
separating from these clowns now while we still can. But Minister, they'll go to war with us. They're already at war with us. Maybe you haven't been keeping up on current events, pal, but we're about to get our asses kicked here. I think we should bow out gracefully while we still have the chance. That little conference, or Confederacy of States, to pursue illegal immigrants that DeSantis was talking about, yeah, do that. And just do what they do. Just call a little convention. No, no, we're just meeting to talk about illegal immigrants and how our guards and how our, our police can be trained properly. While you're there, go ahead and do it. A new article of confederation. And then you and Trump can duke it out for who's going to be president of it. That's how I see it. How do you see it? Attorney General Merrick Garland, appointed by Biden in 2021, named Smith special counsel last year to take over Garland's existing investigations into the classified documents. Hey, you know all the rest of this. I'm going to get to the end of Julie Kelly in just a moment. Let me tell you why yesterday matters. Now, I don't know if these idiots, because they are idiots. They're not intelligent people. They're not smart people. If they were, they'd be out inventing things and doing stuff. Instead, they... They chose a criminal life of government, of government as their vocation. It's, and in, in this instance, yes, it's an evil one. Why does June the 8th matter, historically speaking? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. I might even have an answer. It's an old story, and it goes way, way back. You had to go all the way back to 1776, uh, little whippersnappers. Hop up on a, on a stool there and let Grandpa tell you a story. It's an old story. What happened on the 8th of June, 1776? Congress had been, the Second Continental Congress had been debating and having arguments about whether or not they should basically separate from uh, the tyrants in the parliament. I'm not so sure that King George III was such the tyrant, but Lord North and the boys in the parliament certainly were. And on the June the 8th, the great-grand-uncle of Robert E. Lee, a man named Richard Henry Lee, and the brother of, uh, of Light Horse Harry Lee. Richard Henry Lee stood up on the floor of the Independence Hall and introduced what would come to be known as the Lee Resolution. What was in the Lee Resolution? Well, it's basically the legal part of the Declaration of Independence. I'll read it to you. That these United Colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states. That they are absolved from all the allegiance to the British Crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is, and ought to be, totally dissolved. And that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may, of right, do. And for the support of this declaration, and, and that's that's the end of the Lee Resolution. And you're going like, wait a minute, Mitter, sure, I heard that before. Yes, it's in the last paragraph of the Declaration of Independence. Why? Because the, after the Lee Resolution, Congress said, all right, we're going to give you 21 days 
to come up with a declaration and then to go and then they said all you delegates go back to your states and go ask your peoples whether or not they want to act all independent ee and stuff that's what happened on june the 8th 1776 that pivotal year 